Hey guys, uh, welcome back to my channel. Today I wanted to talk about improving your sex life and I want to cover a few different things which will hopefully help you improve your sex life. Uh, first and foremost is you need to be compatible with the other person and when I say compatible I'm referring to the fundamentals. Like if it's a gay relationship and one of you is a top, the other person needs to be a bottom or if one of you is more dominant in the bedroom, the other person needs to be more submissive or at least open to it. And what something that's extremely important on the compatibility thing is just being completely honest with your partner. Because too many times I've seen someone who, you know, they meet someone, it's, you know, oh my God, they're blown away. They think the other person's out of their league. So they compromise and they say, oh, you know, I'm versatile, but in actuality, they're a complete bottom or a complete top, and they're compromising. Now, everyone has certain, you know, everything places, everyone places different personal value on things. So if it's something that's really not the end of the world, you know, by all means, go ahead and compromise on it if it's worth it to you. However, if you truly know, like, I am absolutely a bottom, that's what I love more than anything, I don't like topping you need to be honest with that other person. So if you're compatible on those fronts, um, next thing you need to worry about is chemistry. And what I'm talking about is chemistry is just that raw sexual tension. Like when you're with the other person, you know, is your hand on their leg? Are you constantly touching them or thinking about doing something later with them sexually? Or when you guys are texting back and forth, you know, are there... Is there playful sexting or sending each other sexual memes or things like that? And not everyone is going to be perfectly sexually compatible. I mean, you may be the type of person where, you know, sex really doesn't matter to you. And if that's the case, then obviously you guys being sexually compatible isn't that big of a deal. However, sexual chemistry, generally speaking tends to be one of those things that it's either there or it's not. And you can be perfectly compatible, but have terrible sexual chemistry. Like an example is uh, sports. Like you could take two players that are proven, you know, they have really long track records being successful, you know, playing with different teams. And then you put them together like a quarterback and wide receiver or, you know, two players on a basketball team, whatever it is, and just for whatever reason, they have no chemistry, and it just doesn't work. It just fails from the very get-go, and it never gets better. So be honest with yourself when it comes to chemistry. Um, keep in mind there are also toys. And more often than not, when I say toys, people just think of like, oh, a vibrator or a dildo, which... There are vibrators and dildos, and there's an awful lot of them. <clears throat> but there are also a lot of other toys. There are toys that... Uh, like sounding, there's a rod you can put inside of the urethra of a man's penis as an extreme example. You know, there are handcuffs. There are uh, a bunch of different things for your nipples. There's penis pumps. There's anal beads, there's uh, Benoit balls, there's so many different things you can explore. And when it comes 
to sex toys, I would really recommend watching my video on shame because so many people, when they go into a sex store, they're just sitting there like, uh, you know, they get frozen and, you know, they're embarrassed to ask or, you know, they're afraid to say like, oh, I don't know what this is or I don't know what that is. Well, the thing is, no one was born and knew about every single sex toy. There was a time when I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground. So, like, fuck what anyone else thinks. It's perfectly okay if you don't have experience with sex toys to go in and ask and be like, hey, you know, I'm new to this and this is what we're trying to accomplish. You know, what would you recommend? Or I like this and this and we're looking to expand on that. And if you guys do have any questions about certain sex toys, please leave it in the comments. I'll be happy to address those. Um, you know, there's also prostate massagers that vibrate. There are ones that don't vibrate that you have to move with your hand. I mean, there's literally a plethora of things that you can use to incorporate into your sex life. Um, that's actually a great idea for a future video. I have like two giant duffel bags full of sex toys. Um, but last but not least, the absolute single most important thing you can do when it comes to improving your sex life is communicate. Um, it sounds so simple, just like, you know, many other things in life. However, even though it sounds incredibly simple, I would say 90% of people don't do it. Um, one of the best examples I can give is There's this woman that I know, and she used to complain, like, her and her ex-husband are no longer together. But she used to complain all the time about how horrifically bad he was at giving her oral sex. I mean, she just, every time I would see her, it would come up at some point in time during the conversation. And one day I said to her, I'm like, well, have you told him what you like? And her response was, no. I mean, he should just know that. And it's like... No, actually, he shouldn't know that. Because the thing is, every single person is different. Every single person is unique, and that's what makes people beautiful. The fact that they're different. That we're all not a bunch of fucking clones that came off a damn assembly line. So, <sighs> communication. When, like, tell your partner what you like. Tell them how to please you, tell them, you know, about your kinks, about your fetishes, about whatever it is. And especially in my line of work, I experience this all the time, but people, you know, I ask them what they're into and they're just like, well, you know, I'm like, I'm ashamed of it. Or, you know, I've never told anyone this or whatever. And it's like, what the fuck? Seriously. It's it, like just fucking, but the, I want to say hilarious part, but it's not. It's actually depressing. 95% of the time when someone tells me what they're into, what they're into is actually so fucking common, it's unreal. And unfortunately, most people, they get, you know, they develop this shame or, you know, they're just convinced that they're the only person who's into this particular thing. And that's absolutely not the case. Uh, for example... Uh, cuckolding is a very, very common fetish. It's actually the second most common fantasy that men have. And what cuckolding is, is your partner having sex with someone else and you watching. I mean, it's basically like 
watching a live porno only with the person you're dating or the most attractive person in the world, however you want to choose to think of them. Um, and a lot of people feel embarrassed or ashamed to mention that to their partner or, you know, you're afraid that if you do mention it to your partner, your partner's just going to take it and, like, you know, you give them an inch and they're going to take a mile and jump off the fucking edge of the cliff and start fucking anything and everything. But even if that's the case, even if that's a concern you have, that's something you need to talk about and you need to address with your partner. Or let's say, you know, you have a fetish and you're a guy and you want to dress up in women's lingerie or, you know, whatever it is you want to do. I mean, and a lot of kinks and fetishes get so specific that it's like, oh, you know, at 3.26 a.m., I want to walk in, you know, the kitchen and have you, you know, wearing your underwear and you're drinking 1% milk. And, I mean, this is a cheesy example, but I've seen, like, fetishes or fantasies that are that specific about very, you know, minute details. But at the end of the day... Your partner can't meet your sexual needs if they don't know what they are. People cannot read minds, and I have to express the fact that I can't read minds all the time. And one thing that always kills me is someone's like, well, why didn't we do this or this? And I'm just like, well, I didn't know. And then their response is, well, I didn't know how to tell you. And the thing is, like, as much as I'd love to... I, I just, I, I can't, I can't read someone's mind and I'm sure you can't too. And neither can your partner. So really, truly communication is 90% of having a fulfilling sex life. Or let's say you guys are really heavy into verbal stuff when you guys, um, have sex or, you know, let's say you like to be, uh, degraded, for example, which is completely normal. Tons and tons of people like that. But let's say you guys are doing that. And then in the moment, your partner says something and, you know, it goes too far. It goes over the line. It actually, like, it was no longer hot degrading, but it actually hurt your feelings. You need to mention that to your partner afterwards. Because if you don't mention it, they're just going to keep crossing that line over and over and over again. Assuming that, you know, that was, you know, turning you on, which it obviously wasn't, but they're not going to know that unless you tell them that. <clears throat> Another thing. Especially that's really important when you start getting into the verbal stuff is understanding what's bedroom talk and what's real or sober talk or however you want to describe it. Because a lot of... Uh, fantasies and fetishes, the more real they seem like in the moment when your partner's turned on, the more intense the sexual high is for them. And as an extreme example, I one time knew a gentleman where, I mean, this is probably the most extreme example, but in the moment, like when he was turned on and having sex, he liked his partner to talk about, you know, how he was going to, you know, get him infected with a really deadly disease and, uh, you know, lock him in the basement and prevent him from seeking medical treatment so that he could die like a really agonizing death. And, like, me telling this to you now, it's like, the fuck? Why would anyone want that? But in the moment, 
when he's horny, you know, and his cock is being touched, that sounds really hot. I, I'm not going to go into, like, what happened in his childhood or his life that makes him want that. But the point is, when he's in the, that moment, he needs to feel like that's real. He needs to genuinely believe that's what you're going to do. But when he comes down and he comes and he, you know, goes back down to reality, especially a lot of the times when something is very, you know, degrading or whatever, you know, you need to reassure the person afterwards, you know, hold them, kiss them on their forehead, you know, tell them it's, you know, all a bad dream or whatever it is. But those are things that need to be talked about with your partner because I've seen an awful lot of harm that gets done by situations like that where there wasn't proper aftercare. And aftercare um, is a term that's generally used with like dom subtype relationships or, you know, different types of BDSM uh, scenes depending on how extreme they go. So, you know, whatever it is, whatever you're into, you know, whether it's, you know, being whipped or, you know, whatever it is, like, as long as you're not actively hurting someone else and getting off on that, there's nothing actually wrong with you. Like, almost every single person I know has some little kink or fetish or something unique that just really, really turns them on. And I mean, I'm talking, it can be stuff that you would never even think of, like me stepping on flowers with my bare feet. And the thing is just be honest with yourself and you know is this something that I'm compromising on is it something that I can compromise on and be happy because a lot of relationships are give and take and if you are compromising on something to please your partner sexually don't ask yourself like oh can I do this once or twice you know be honest and objective and ask yourself could I picture myself doing this for the rest of my life? Or, you know, your partner came out and said, hey, I'm really into this and this and this. Then, you know, feel free to come back and be equally as open and be like, okay, you know, how often is this something that you need or something that you enjoy? Uh, for example, like a lot of the times people who have gone through pretty horrific sexual abuse will attempt to relive that with their partner either verbally or physically or whatever. And if you're not the type of person who does that, you just wanting to understand it. A lot of the times it's that ways that person's way of healing. It's the, their way of rewriting the past. So something may go very extreme or in your mind, what may, may be way over the line, but it's your partner's way of healing and changing the way things went in their head so, you know, when you get into sexuality and you really become completely honest and open, it's really easy to think like you're the only person, there's something wrong with you or, you know, oh my God, I want to be raped sexually, whatever it is, like being raped is actually a very, very common one. But again, if you play out a scene like that with your partner just remember that aftercare is extremely important. You need to be there for them. You need to, I guess, put them back together afterwards, um, for lack of a better term. So I hope you guys were able to take something away from this. I hope you guys 
can improve your sex life. And just remember, the most fundamental thing is your partner cannot meet your needs no matter what, unless you tell them what they are. And I made some other videos on like vanilla sexual interests, kinks, fetishes, stuff like that. If you enjoyed this video, I recommend you watch those. I go a little more in depth on some of these issues. But please, by all means, um, and one final thought is, if you don't have sexual chemistry with someone, like it just doesn't click, it just fizzles, that doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with you. Think about my sports analogy. Just, you know, two proven, you know, amazing players don't necessarily work together. And at the end of the day, you know, just find those few people that you really do connect with be honest with them, find something that works for both of you guys, and I hope you have an absolutely amazing sex life. I love you all.